Tune in to Heel of the Ring podcast on the Sports Jedi Network channel. May the sports be with you. Because I am the hero the sports Jedi deserves. But not the one it needs right now. <laughs> Long live Lexus King. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Hill of the Ring podcast here on the Sports Jedi Network. I'm your host, Sports Jedi, BX Sports Jedi, Kev. We have an interesting topic today that I want to talk about. Um, if First and foremost, welcome to the channel. Welcome to the Hill of the Ring podcast. It is the wrestling program on the Sports Jedi Network. We do the WWE on an NXT watch alongs and we ask you to advise you and join us subscribe hit the notification bell follow us on all our different social media platforms the video has a description of where to find us let's go right into it it's a topic that we've been talking about here on the hill of the ring with the crew for about almost a year I think it's time for now that the Endeavor TKO has fully taken over let's say now close to a year um, with no Vince McMahon's big influence in creative. And now with Paul Levesque, Triple H, fully in control of creative. Um, now with the freedoms to do different things, take the company a different direction with the blessing of Ario Manuel and the TKO group with, with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Um, now I think it's time for we could push and ask for these women mid-card titles. We see now that the past be since 2024, and I think even beyond, even before that, from the Survivor Series War Games to the Royal Rumble, even to the Elimination Chamber, the women's matches are more compelling, more exciting, um, more thrilling. And again, the men's, you're not falling short. I'm not saying that they're bad either, but the women are taking their wrestling abilities to another notch. And with the WWE women's roster on both SmackDown, Raw, even in NXT, highly stacked up with a lot of heavy hitters, it leaves the mid-card or the women that are not there yet, either through pecking order or through storylines, development or character development, or even the fan base don't want to leave them behind or don't want them when they come out to feel stale or the quote-unquote from the sexist um, bathroom break match. I hate that. Um, myself and Terrence and some of us that go to the NXT product on Tuesday nights, we appreciate and see what the different women in, in NXT um, provide us and wrestle. I mean, I could tell you from my own personal experience, uh, before getting called up to the main roster, we we love Indy Hartwell. I mean, Indy Hartwell, we were so happy when she won and stand to deliver the world title, absolutely. But before that, she was a people's champion, taking pictures, going out there, hugging the children, um, taking the selfies, acknowledging the crowd. And not just Indy Hartwell, all these other women competitors um, uh, that are there. And to me, it bothers me whenever they come to the main roster and you get no claps. And that's the worst thing as a performer to hear no pop. Um, we saw in this a couple days a video surfacing on the house show with Maxine Dupree. They were booing her um, for, hey, listen, she didn't have a lot of 
time in NXT to really get into the ring. Sophia, Sophia Kroma, I believe her name was, in NXT was a manager to Von Wagner. And then onto Alpha Academy um, with the Maximil models with Alpha Academy, she just took off. I mean, she became a hit with alongside of Otis and, and Chad Gable. And now she's in the ring. Um, but I'm not going to divulge from that. We as a viewing audience... And I hate to say it, it's 2024 could be a little sexist when it comes to the women when they come out. Um, we need to change that, especially what we see that performance there in the Royal Rumble. Um, they, 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 I thought the women's Royal Rumble was way better than the men's Royal Rumble. Um, the men's Royal Rumble's had its moment. Of course, you look at the outcome and look at the storyline that it, it, it gave is given us here um, in 2024 before, you know, this is what, 37 days before WrestleMania when I'm making this video. But well, when the women and we saw the elimination chamber, the women's elimination chamber was phenomenal, and that was top heavy for the number one contendership for for Rhea Ripley's title. To see Rhea Ripley main event, of course you can say well it was a home country, but she still put on a show with Nia Jax. They closed out and they closed out um, the main event with with Bravo. Um, great match. First and foremost, I, I want to say here, um, WWE needs to make a women's pay-per-view. Women's only pay-per-view. Maybe when you go to Night of Champions in Saudi, or even if you do in November when they go to to Crown Jewel, send the men to Crown Jewel. December's open for no, no premium live event. I know you like to give them the performers time off. I know Triple H is very big on that um, lately to give time off to spend with their families. But man, a premium live event with women in December will and make it queen of the ring. And you're going into your new Netflix deal and and SmackDown now going three hours to to Friday nights on the USA Network. You want to introduce yourself into those new that new year with two new world champions. I think it's time to give us two new world champions. I think we need a women's intercontinental champion although you know what I, the, the name could be subject to change that's the wwe they want to name it uh, different some people are not you know some people don't like it it sounds too close to men's intercontinental champion you could change it but i think both smackdown and raw needs in, needs a mid-card title for the women you know you have a lot of good women in look at raw alone ivy niles indy hartwell candice loray especially if you're not going to really Keep a focus on a true tag team division where you're going to keep them as tag teams. They're going to team up with each other. They're going to dress the same gear, come out to the same intro music, um, invest as a tag team. You have Natalia with, with Tegan Knox in Raw. Uh, you could do you could put the inter you could put the intercontinental title there. Or if you don't want to have two intercontinental titles on the same show, you can make the a not a United States women's champion. You could make it an evolution champion a female evolution champion or call it evolution champion and make that your woman's mid-card title um you could have that there and of course for smackdown you then you bring on the intercontinental title or vice versa where whichever the creative wants to go with but i still think they still need mid-card titles you got chelsea green i wouldn't the wwe folks go exciting and and Maybe you maybe you break that sexist stigma where people go bathroom break or yarn or sit on their hands when you have a woman's mid-card title. When you see a Mia Yim come out 
um, with with that women's intercontinental champion, and she's going to take on a Raquel Rodriguez or 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 in this case a Shayna Baszler, you're gonna pay more attention because it's for the title. You're gonna like ah, eh. or or if you see a Piper Nevin, you know you you wanna you don't start bathroom breaks. Where's the peanuts? Where's the remote? You want to, you know, people these days have a short attention span. You put a title. Um, and again, I know we say, well, there's too many titles. That's the problem with the other wrestling companies. Yeah, there could be too much titles. But when it makes sense for storytelling and validation, I think it works with the creative. Because now you're rewarding these women who are coming up either from NXT or or who are not just there at that heavyweight title or the world title face of a women's division, you can make them the secondary, the workhorse, the women that go out there at the house shows although, and work their butts off, who gets rewarded for putting in the hard work um, in, in making their craft better. You know, it wouldn't that be nice to see a, a Norvigal, um SmackDown Evolution or Intercontinental Champion Trinity, aka Naomi. You know, now she doesn't, you know, you don't have to put her in the in the main event scene to take up pins, to take losses. You could protect that kind of build. And now she returns to the company. She's part of the mid-card champion. Champion become an obstacle larger than life. Now when the four horsewomen tend to ride off a little bit into the sunset, you bring the mid-card champions. They know how to conduct themselves with champions. People seeing them, oh, okay, now. You know, the same way the men's for many years, the way the Intercontinental Champion propel them into heavyweight champion look at the macho man you know the way he was a mid-card champion and very decorative then into the world when he became heavyweight champion or heavyweight champion more credibility because ooh, it's like he's getting an upgrade he's leveling up i i want to see that with the women you could do that you know you don't have to because then it becomes then and i and i hate to say it you tend to kind of roll your eyes why am i going to invest in thea in 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 uh, in 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 Thea, when I met um, Selena Vega, why am I going to, because she's not going to beat Rhea Ripley. That match in Puerto Rico, one of the best matches on last year's Backlash. I mean, the crowd serenaded Selena Vega phenomenal. And and yes, there was an inkling that we thought Selena might pull up the upset, the, the slip and the banana peel. But 90% of us knew that Selena wasn't winning. Now, if she's a mid-card champion, and going fighting in Puerto Rico, even she's taking on the hot um, Io Sky at that time, where she wasn't champion. You don't know; it's a match. And telling if whoever wins, you're like, "Ooh, I could see that good match." You know what? That was great. Those type of things and creative that brings that spiciness, that attention to the women's division, especially if the WWE is not going to push the women, the tag team titles. If they figure that's curse or whatever the case is, a lot, a lot of women don't want to tag up or they're not going to invest in a large tag team um, division, then you want that mid-card title. I, I, you, personally, if, they, if they're going to bring, if they're really going to push the women's tag team, then you get one mid-card title. If they're really not going to, if they're going to do away a little bit with the women's tag titles and not really push it, then we need the two mid-card titles, in my opinion. That's just my opinion. I understand a lot of folks might not agree with me, but it is. It's just my opinion. It's my video on my opinion here. And now we'll go down to the NXT. In the NXT brand, we have the world's world women's champion. They also need a mid-card. They need a women's mid-card title because it leaves the other women in a shuffle. And, and I, and I got to give kudos to the Performance Center 
we tend to cheer a lot of the ladies and and the mid card titles or, or that are not in the world title scene to to a really good um, motivation for all those performers. Um, that's why I love going to the performance center. I really am um, really love to go there. If you have not visit the performance center in Orlando and you're a wrestling fan and you really want to come on down and and I I applaud you to come on down sit with us in in Orlando on a Tuesday night to NXT you're definitely going to see it from a different point of view from what's seen on TV it's a totally different experience I say it time and time again but I'm going to get back to the women's mid-card title you got women like So Ruka Nikita Lyons um Dia Hale Jada Parker right now who is on fire even Lola Vice put those names out there um Danny, Danny Palmer, you put that North American title, um, women's North American title, or you could change the name to it. I'm, I'm just using that as a reference point. You want a you know, creative name without being, you know, to show like, I, I'm not going to say diva, uh, just in that area to let you know that they're a wimp. That's the women's champion, mid-card champion, whatever the name WWE picks. But as long as they get recognized and get pushed um, I think it also give credibility. Right now, the woman's title is a log jam, Lyra Valkyria. Um, sometimes we want to know who's next in line. Sometimes, um, and what we see with Paula Vec Triple H, they and Shawn Michaels, they like to give credibility and longevity to those title holders. Where there's nothing wrong with that, because one thing that I heard folks complaining on other podcasts was that the WWE woman, the NXT Women's Champion, was a hot potato. They don't know who to give it to after Mandy Rose, this and this and that. Well, you can't have it both ways. You can't have a longevity, long champion and complain about that a la Roman Reigns. And then you're complaining about the NXT women's women's title that are changing like hot potatoes. So I kind of would like to see that women's mid-card title come up for the WWE, for NXT as well. And then it leaves the women's tag team, NXT women's tag team titles. We saw that was some, and I don't know what reason was, what was the idea of unifying them? I don't know if they had a vision that they were going to, and which they've been doing a phenomenal job, by the way, with NXT and WWE on both Raw and SmackDown, having the talent wrestle on, on all three platforms. You know, we saw Dominic Mysterio last year. He was main eventing all three shows. Phenomenal job. We also see folks, the, the OCs, heading down there to roadblock. Um, and, and being a part of NXT. We're also seeing Braun Breaker now sign with, with SmackDown. Tiffany Stranton, we saw her in the Elimination Chamber. My point is, they're, they're inter- they're, these shows are no longer like a taboo where now you're the only time you're going to be bought or seen on the main roster if you were called up and that's it. And you're never going to see the NXT brand ever again. I love the fact that they're interchanging. Maybe that's what they had that idea and vision with the women's tag team titles. I don't know, but if they're not... and, and they have a lot of women talent in NXT. Sometimes the women outshine the men um, 60% of the time when it comes to NXT talent. I can say even more, but let's just use that as a reference. I don't know if there's enough women or enough stake for, or for to revive the women tag team titles. That's why the mid-card will be more of a staple for NXT where you can have these ladies and and look at the wonders it's doing for a for the men for a Obafemi. He looks larger than life. Um 
And he's the North American champion. He's not ready to be the world heavyweight champion yet, to be the face of the NXT right now. But he's a mid-card where he becomes an obstacle. You're keeping an eye out. He's the blue chipper. You could reward the women in NXT, um, Sean, who, who are putting in the work and getting better week after week in their in-ring, in their promos. You know what? We're going to put an in-card title run on you. You know, those are goals and aspirations for these ladies that get that's a quicker push. You know, we've seen that with Lash Legend. I mean, 2023, she's just been... Uh, I know we're in 2024, but we'll talk about 2023. She just took leaps and bounds in her wrestling from 2022. I mean, Trick Williams, another one involved. My point is that the performance center is working. Look at Tiffany Stranton coming up. Um, what is it? Only two years in the business, and she's in Elimination Chamber having the country of Australia cheer and root for her. Um, the developing of the WWE system is working. I know that's another off-topic. We're talking about women's mid-card title, but it, the way the machine, the WWE, continues to put out talent, why not ask for these tag, for these uh, mid-card women titles? Not just one. They need, they need all across all three shows, in my opinion. Again, what is your thoughts on that? I would like to hear what the, the Heal the Ring Nation thinks about it. Uh, we'd love to hear that. Put your comments in the video. We appreciate it. We listen. We do all the different WWE, NXT watch-alongs, TNA, Impact watch-alongs. We ask you to join us whenever we come on. And, hey, you know, we would like to hear your comments. We are a heavy audience participation channel. We love to hear from you. And we'll have more videos there. We have a, a large crew members that come out from Gemma to Terrence to Mission and Starship Dan. Uh, athletic mind, Krista Flash, I am heel, Mr. Samurai. So we have a nice group of guys and females that come in and we talk wrestling while the wrestling happens. And we would love to hear from you guys. Of course, we also part of the PUWF, Unappreciative Wrestling Fans, on the Alex Coquito channel. Wanted to give them a shout out as well with D with NXT time with D Walk, as well as Joe, Mr. Joe Blanco. And, of course, the one and only, the Coquito, Alex Coquito from Recon Reaction. So I wanted to give them a shout-out because they collaborate with us on here. And Mifis Nations, Chris from Mifit Nation as well. We'll be doing some great stuff coming up here in a couple of weeks. So I wanted to give them a shout-out on this video. So thank you guys for joining us. You can find us here on Sports Jedi Network all across all the different streaming platforms from YouTube, Rumba, Truvo, Twitch, Twitter. Uh, and our Facebook group and on Instagram Live. So thank you guys for joining us. I always tell everyone, get over in life. Don't get pinned. And may the sports be with you. And I want to thank thanks Alexi King for that video on the intro. And we'll play him on the outro. Again, we'll see you later. And we have and if you ain't down with the Heal the Ring podcast, we have two words for you. Just subscribe. Talk to you later, friends. Tune in to Heal of the Ring podcast on the Sports Jedi Network channel. May the sports be with you. Because I am the hero the Sports Jedi deserves. But not the